But yeah, she was out in the hall jib-jabbering around going on. And uh, I could tell Alex didn't even know what the fuck she was talking about. And so finally I come out because there ain't no MMT staff here. And she says, I need that album that they made about cowing. Hands four. Hands four. She just kept yelling, hands four. And so I got her in here on the computer and I was like, well, let's look through the thing. We'll search hands four. You mean four like F-O-R or four like F-O-U-R? She said four like hands four. But I still didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. So I searched so it she, all. So she said like hands four and then she flashed that. So you mean like hands F-O-R? Like hands used for something? Yeah, or I like literally still four? did not know. Or she four was, like what you yell when you're getting ready to hit a golf ball at somebody? Yeah, I had no idea. And so I just, I was like, I really don't. And she's like, Apple Shop made it. And I'm like, Apple Shop has created a lot of things of shit. <laughs> what am i supposed to goddamn break me some slack here zelma and so finally finally so nothing was turning up finally i just searched hands and finally it come up something about cowan and it was called all all hands join there wasn't nothing for <laughs> no her about four. it <laughs> i never did figure out which four she was talking about oh goddamn <laughs> anywho should have known i couldn't eat peanut butter and talk we had us a big weekend this weekend. Yeah, we did. What was your favorite part? Um, I think to look back on it now, I had um, uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard's "Snake Farm" is a song that I always heard in the honky tonks, but had never heard. I'd never heard Ray Wiley Hubbard play live, but I'd not heard him play that song live. But it was like a a staple. Of George Moulton's Real American Honky Tonk in Moorhead, Kentucky. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he played it live not once, but twice. He did an encore of it. And me and Are Alex, me and Alex from Alcoy, I said, Nah, God, we got to go back. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's <was> fortuitous. <laughs> I'd never even heard of him. Oh, right, hey, friends. But I did catch some of his set. Hey there. Terrence Ray, the cat's meow. If you're wondering why he's late, it's because he's nursing a sick kitten with a lazy eye back to hell. Yeah, it has a lazy eye. It looks oh, real really? Yeah. You weren't going to tell me that in the message trying to get me to take it, was you? You were going to say, look at this cute what's, cat. What's wrong with the lazy yeah, eye? Yeah, really. That is the lazy you're eye. You're like one of those people that shops for fruit, and when they see a fucked up fruit, they're like, no. no. <laughs> it's like that fruit's somehow less nourishing. I think that's a funny social justice cause. Uh, <laughs> Buy ugly fruit. <laughs> Turn these headphones in just a smidge. Oh, I don't even have mine on. Here, you get those. My shit's already buzzing from the weekend. Your head's had, I've, had ten, I've had tinnitus for three days. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, what's the verdict on the cat? Somebody going to take it? You going to make it an office cat? Well, um, I'd like to make it an office cat because I think that would be pretty hilarious. You know, the only thing... Um, a sitcom about a not-for-profit legal firm is missing is a office cat. We need an office cat. And it hilarity ensues when you get like a miner with a black lung in there. It's also allergic to cats. And <laughs> yeah. He he dies, and then like you're trying to cover it up. To them. <laughs> oh wow. So yeah, no, I haven't found anybody to take the cat yet, but um. But I'm still holding out hope. Plenty of people like cats, right? Am I right? <clears throat> yeah, and I, you know, I considered it today when you sent it to me. But did you did you considered it? I did consider it for you a do, moment. You need a good cat, Tanya. Now, listen. Ever since I have lived on my own, all my friends keep saying I need a pet. But I just. My, me and my plants are fine. Well, here's the thing. Also, I have like 20 plants. Don't cats hate plants? No, they love plants. Oh, they love them. Wait, they... I mean, don't plants hate cats is what I meant. <laughs> I mean, they're poisonous for some cats, but cats... We haven't pulled the plant community yeah. on this yet. Don't they tear up plants? No. I mean, they'll like piss in the, the bowls <laughs> the planter? and fry the root system, but... <laughs> some cats are Some plants are actually poisonous for your cats. I just feel like getting a cat is more than just owning a cat. It sets me on a trajectory that I'm not fully comfortable with. You know what this is? You know what this is called? It's called commitophobia. And <laughs> it's called being afraid of commitments. And a cat is literally the perfect pet for a commitophobe. It's the it's the lowest maintenance commitment you'll ever make. 
and not lower than my plants. You I water them once every two weeks. Once a morning, you scoop its poop once every three days. I would say that's it. for the um, the benefits you receive in return, it's way more low maintenance for plants. Because plants don't interact with you in the way that cats do. But honestly, some cats require even less maintenance than some plants. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Maintenance are, <laughs> our plants are very fussy for inanimate objects, <laughs> which aren't really inanimate, I guess. I guess sure. they're all living, but you know what I'm saying. They don't do anything. That's they just like hang out there. That's true. I don't know. Something else being re- like relying on me for life is a lot of pressure. <laughs> and like, okay, my friend from college, Davina, we have a mutual friend. I was telling Tom. And the last time I asked about how our mutual friend was doing, she said, oh, you know, she's good. She she says she wants to find a man and, like, she wants to be dating, but she just keeps getting more cats. So I'm not really sure what her plan is. From all the vitriol of her juice view against men and just dating in general, that sounds like a good thing. <laughs> like, why would you not want that? Yeah, I'll just get more cats and never find love. No, this is secret might to being be dodging a bullet there. You might That's be what dodging it turns a bullet, out right? What she should be doing is dating women, probably. Um, nothing says you can't date women while also having cats. I know. Yeah, I know. they're not mutually exclusive. They're not mutually exclusive. Yes, I finally used that right. I've always wanted to use that. I've right, never really knew. I'm just, <laughs> I've always been the same way because I'm like trying to picture it in my head. I'm like, do these two things overlap? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll say that and celebrate that somebody's going to be like, actually, you didn't. It, you misused that. <laughs> right, right. Y'all are walking around with Venn diagrams in your head. Oh, uh, yeah. Many kinds of diagrams. Mm. At all times, I have some sort of diagram going on. Anyways. Um, I travel too much for a cat. You'd have no. to admit that. I'm going every You travel weekend. too much for a dog. That's true. If you, you stay going a week, your cat will be alive when you get home. Really? <laughs> they can they can survive a week? Yes. you get Especially if it's an outside cat. That's what I would need. I would need an indoor-outdoor situation, and I have a fenced-in yard. I do have a fenced-in yard. But how do I make, like, a cat door or something, you know? I don't, cat I don't, don't know. give a fuck about your fenced-in yard. Get can hop right over there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, cats don't, they don't abide down. by the same laws that we are. They, oh, God, that four-foot fence, so daunting. Cats are well-versed in property rights. <laughs> and <laughs> They observe <deeds>. boundaries. <laughs> yeah. That's Before true. they cross over, they pull out a deed map. Like, yeah, oh, Texas is... cats won't go into Mexico <laughs> because, like, you know, until they get their proper immigration papers lined up. Right. Yeah, I was stupid enough to think that I could leave a bag of trash out on my porch because of my fenced-in yard. And uh, Possum got on it? Oh, got yeah, in it? tore it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my fenced-in yard was, a ch- was just a joke. <laughs> yeah, that possum or raccoon, whatever it was, laughed at your fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one morning there there was uh, raccoon footprints all over my car. Like it danced <laughs> all over my car. Fuck your car. <laughs> just get this car out of yeah. here. It just went and purposely got in the mud and danced <laughs> on your car hood out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, God. It's better than walking out and finding a bear dancing on your car. Oh, that God. That would do some damage. Yeah. Oh, or, I mean, I, when our friend, when a bear come through her, their window... I couldn't. Can you imagine being invaded by a full-on-ass black bear? I can imagine it, but I don't want it to experience it. No, I don't want to be on the business end of that. Yeah, the first time that happened at their house, been a few years ago, We, uh, I was uh, helping house sit for them that following weekend, and uh, Kentucky Wildlife and whatever had brought up a bear trap. And when I tell you, that thing may not have fit in this room. It was enormous. Yeah, you need a tra- big trap to catch a big bear. That's an old proverb. Of, <laughs> yeah, an old Indian proverb. <laughs> yeah, an old <laughs> proverb that I <laughs> learned. It was terrifying. Um, it looked like a big storage unit they had just dropped off. Well, so cats are way less maintenance than bears. So, uh, ever, especially ever since the passage of the Affordable Bear Act, <laughs> God, if we had to prop up them sons of bitches, <laughs> all they do is take, take, take. That was one of the best bits we ever did. The Affordable Bear Act. Ever, I don't remember that. We ever get you on the Affordable Bear Act? No. Remember a couple summers ago when the bears kept coming down from Town Hill into Whitesburg and like eating trash? Right. And we were like, ever since like because we gave them. We gave them uh, the Affordable Bear Act. The Affordable Act. Bear Act. Because their unemployment was nearing 100%. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. We started giving them hands, handouts, and they started coming into town to vote for their handouts. Because that's what happens when you give people Give handouts. them an inch, they'll take a mile, those bears. <laughs> That'd be funny. That, that, I, I wish you could converse with a bear. Like, I could just imagine, like, because, you know, they look all mopey and dopey. Like, you just, like, walk out of your house one morning, and there's a Some... bear just, like, drinking malt liquor out of a brown paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> you all right there, pal? I think we said in the last episode that we are bears. We're so. three bears. Yeah, I was about to say. This has come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> that's a funny um, That's a funny point, though. Just I was just thinking about that um, that right-winger talking point you always hear. Like, if you give them, when you start giving them things, and they vote for, uh, you know, they vote. Like, the, the argument during 2012 was that, like, People are just voting for Obama because he gave him health care and all this other shit. And, like, that was the Fucking one. Duh. Like, that was, yeah, that was, the like, the one time that the Republicans were right about that. And, like, the Democrats totally missed it. It's like, like, they're, they're, like, they're like, well, God, we got to, like, pull it back a little bit, make it imperfect so that we don't want to. So the other guys will have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It's, it's just. I don't, I don't want to win without a stiff competition. <laughs> Fair game here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Republicans are like, oh my god, they really fucking. <laughs> they really fall for this shit. Today, in an email I sent, I'll use the words centrist and leftist alike. <laughs> that's a big. That's a big tent. <laughs> Send them down tent. a barge. Centrist and leftist alike. Yeah, someone was probably going to respond and say, I'm not sure what you mean by this. Uh, because the centrists are all convinced they're leftists. Yeah. Yeah. And I almost put, I almost added a sentence. I, some, I typed out the sentence, Hillary just, Hillary herself just threw us under the bu- bus in her book, and I deleted it, because I was like, nah, I don't know. She kept it. I'm not going to stick my stick in that hornet's nest. Some centrists, if they're self-hating, or I'm sorry, some leftists, if they're self-hating, <laughs> think that they're a centrist. Sometimes I do that. You ever just sit around being like, oh my God, am I actually a liberal? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Am I sources of your anxiety? It's just bizarre. Am I going soft? Am I going soft? <laughs> oh wow! I, I used to think that a little bit because it's like, you know, you see Obama on TV, you like want to like him a little bit, even though he's not for us. You know what I mean? Right. He's with Michelle. What's that? He's with Michelle. I like, mean, like figuratively or like. <clears throat> I mean, you see, Michelle makes me want to believe. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> want to invest. Oh, okay. uh, right. You right. have the same, yeah, the same experience with Michelle. I, yeah. I like Michelle too. Um, as like you know, surface level. I see what you're saying. Like you, like like, it's hard to reconcile this like seemingly nice, caring guy as a war criminal and. A guy that's like making buku money off giving Wall Street speeches right now. Yeah, yeah, and like in the beginning, his biggest uh, real um, like skeleton was that he smoked. I was <laughs> about to say that? I did cocaine once <laughs> when he was in college. He even yeah. smoked cigarettes. He's so likable. It does. Feel, it feels. <laughs> it feels like with every president, it gets a little like you remember, like Bill Clinton was like. I only, I didn't inhale. I only smoked, and then like with uh, with uh, George Bush, it was like, I I smoked a little bit and I inhaled. And with Obama, he was like, I did cocaine. <laughs> and we and all then know. With, then with Trump, it's like Trump I like, raped a child, and he's like on prednisone. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna go with that. <laughs> Sorry, um, went nuclear there. And then uh, <laughs> that means the next president will. Uh, it's just gonna get more crazier and crazier. I. Did a little bit of meth <laughs> in my college days. Uh, uh, I spent well, a couple years taking it across the border. I I uh, was hooked on smack for thir- <laughs> 13 years. <laughs> you Look heard, at my track marks. <laughs> you ever heard of a little thing called horse? <laughs> <laughs> well, what what we need some we need a president that's like a degenerate gambler, just a unrepentant gambler. I think that might be. Whenever uh, Charles Barkley finally decides to run on the uh, Republican ticket. That's probably the last person you want to have with the nuclear codes. A gambler. You know, like... <laughs> a heroin addict would be like, no, nah, I'm just going to go to sleep. Uh, cokehead, I don't know, cokehead would be dangerous, but a gambler. <laughs> be like, yeah, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> right, right. Well, so... um 
What were y'all talking about when I came in? Are you, uh... We're talking about you. Oh, you're talking about me and the cat? No. Oh. I was trying to make you paranoid. We were talking about Bristol. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. We are doing Bristol recap. So let's do a little bit of recap at the Bristol Rhythm and Roots Mm -hmm. Festival. I kind of want, like, I know we have to add this in post-production, but when we start these segments, I kind of want, like, some kind of intro. Yeah, I want some music to come up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... Well, I think the best band I saw that I didn't know about before was Lily May. Oh, yes. Yeah, Lily May's good. I I think I saw them. And then my immediate thought was like, oh, we should get them for Apple Shop Ball. That'd be baller as hell. And then I looked her up some more, and just, she's like, She's signed to Jack White's Yeah, label. she's, she's been on tour with there. Jack White. I was like, ha, ha, <laughs> funny me. <laughs> yeah, you just thought she's some Bristol local girl done good, didn't you? Well, she like it was like her and her brother and her sister, and so they like grew up in a family band. And so I was like, oh, this is true. This is cute. I'll just get the her. I'll just get the the siblings. I'm always I'm always wary of kids that grow up in family bands because they all be think they're stars. Like because they've never been told they're not stars. That's well, true. I will say I hate to put this girl on blast because she was really beautiful and uh, uh, I'm sure she's wonderful. But they they played an hour set. Her sister which was named Grace. They played an hour set. She smoked two cigarettes. Lily May? I saw her. Lily May's sister, Her whole Grace. band was blowing them down up there. Yes. Oh, yeah. Blasting cigs. I have never seen artists play, smoke, just chain smoke on stage. And they definitely was. And when Lily May. <laughs> you ever watched it? <laughs> Guns N' Roses concert? No, no, I guess not. <laughs> well, I meant live. But when, uh. When Lily May went around and introduced them all, she saved her sister for last. She started on the other side with her brother and then went around with the drummer and the keyboard guy or whatever the fuck else was going on over there. And then went, as soon as she got to her sister, she pulled around a cigarette and lit it as she was saying her name. And I was like, this is the most, like, branding situation I can fathom yeah, she... on stage. <laughs> Marlboro she's Reds. She's like, I care so little about this. I How do you know it wasn't a joint? How do you? I know? hope it was. My God, <laughs> well, it's so, healthier for smoking the lab. What's so funny about smoking the cigarettes is that's one of the three things these like limp dick presenters kept saying. Oh Have yeah, Have fun. Yeah, you're right. But don't smoke. I was just like, really? I forgot I what that. presenters. Like all the uh, the MCs. Oh, on the stages, yeah. they yeah. were telling people not to smoke. Yeah, it's like Lily made them just. They said, have going fun. Going harder just to buckle. Yeah. I know. And all the signs said, thank you for not smoking or vaping, which I was into. And I wanted so bad to catch a picture of you vaping near one of those signs. <laughs> I wasn't vaping. I was only uh, on edibles. They told me no smoking or vaping. And Whatever. I, I, I saw you with a vape out. <laughs> You're out there vaping sure as hell. Good boy. Um, Good boys don't vape when they're told not to. So, uh, uh, so... Wow, I was gonna I was gonna go somewhere with that. I don't remember what it was. Anyways, I know where I want to go. Okay, I want to know what your big birthday plans are for next week. I don't want to go there. Let's go back to Bristol Rhythm and Roots. <laughs> Let's go back. To I here. there is no plan. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what you want for your birthday, and if you're gonna donate your birthday to a cause, something. Let's go. B- <laughs> Stick a pin in that. Stick a pin in that. I want to. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Bristol Rhythm and Roots right now. All right. Um, so I was a little shocked at the, um, amount of old people there. Have you never been before? I was like, I was there like four years ago. Is there usually that many? Is yeah, it, I was like, there the, three or four years ago. It's always very it feels generational. Like, it probably has its roots in sort of an older crowd. And it's, it's starting to become younger, younger and younger a little it bit. It was overwhelmingly old and overwhelmingly white. Oh yeah, it was a very white festival. Um, I saw a lot of imagine, li- imagine that <laughs> Bristol <laughs> Rhythm and Roots. <laughs> I saw a lot of Life Is Good shirts. Salt life. Salt life. Assault life. A lot of fanny packs. Yeah, I saw Assault Life. That's true too. A lot of fanny packs. Um, assault life. Yeah, you know, like, like a like salt, salt weapon. Life or like yeah. the alt right. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It was pretty funny. Um. There was uh, some really good moments, uh, one of which Tom made up a traveling act for us. Um, we're going to be 
uh, if we take our show on the road, we're going to be the Thrillbillies. Um, <laughs> we're going to do stunts. Oh, evil Knievel You're going to shoot like a cannonball into my stomach. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. It seems like this would look a lot like what I know to be. I would just die the first time we saw <laughs> <laughs> that's the show folks thanks for coming out my question uh, about donate those... to our patreons <laughs> this sounds like the hillbilly olympics we could pay for tom's funeral <laughs> services. now we gotta split it two ways <laughs> uh you know what's I've, I've always found interesting about like those like daredevil type people is how do you train for something death defying like the people that like jump into high dives into like like kiddie pools that are like five inches deep. I think that they. How do you train for that without killing yourself? Um, that's true, and like nobody sees it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like what if you nail it every time in rehearsal, <laughs> and then during the actual run, you just you fucking blow into you know dust. a million uh, fireballs and yeah. you're. Well, you can simulate things <laughs> like the the kiddie pool example. Like is... with a video game. No, although maybe I hadn't <laughs> considered that. It's all VR, man. <laughs> it's all VR. Yeah. Now, with the kiddie pool example, you could put a net or something, however deep, in a deep pool oh, and yeah. dive and, like, make sure, like, if you, you know, camera footage. A bunch of those little foam objects. Yeah, if you don't, you just got to make sure you don't touch them. Right. Or I don't know how that works. Do people dive into kiddie pools? This is news to me, actually. Well, you know, like the, the old, like, carnival <laughs> act where the guy jumps off the high dive into, like... Yeah. A foot of water or something. Oh my god! Right. That's like terrifying. what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like it's kind of like, like the the Wright brothers when they were flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. like if okay like when they first took flight and it like worked, wouldn't they also have had to like crash like several planes to get to that? Yeah, point? it is. Kinda, yeah. You think the and Wright, why did they not die during that process? Do you think the Wright brothers were actually the first people to fly? I doubt it. Or it were was... the first people to fly dead and couldn't tell about it because <laughs> they took off and couldn't <laughs> land? That seems more likely to me. You know, oh, there God. was no black box on the planes in yeah. those days. Yeah. <laughs> what if <laughs> what if the black box technology is magic and that's why it never gets destroyed when a plane crashes? So we've had the technology forever, but they were on old planes. <laughs> the right brother. I just I just wonder about that. <sighs> that's a good that's a good question. I don't know, man. Um Yeah, uh I think that they have like nets and trampolines and stuff and like foam pits and stuff that you can like fall into. But I don't know how you would do it over like the Grand Canyon unless you f- filled the entire Grand Canyon with foam bits from like. <laughs> <laughs> we need fourteen million dollars worth of foam bits. I don't even know if this goes right. Foam objects that. Yeah, I know what you that mean. That sounds so fun. The little crunchy things they fall pack into stuff in. uh, right. packing peanuts. Yeah, right. packing peanuts. Packing, packing peanuts. peanuts. <laughs> Right. Can we phone a friend here? Yeah, that's what that's what it is. Packing peanuts. So uh, the Thrillbillies, look for <laughs> us. We'll be performing at fairs and rodeos all across this great nation <laughs> in 2018. I think it will be pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I I would like to. If you get to take a cannon, I want to swallow a sword that's on fire. You should be blasted out of a cannon. <laughs> you could be. I'll blasted. just grow a beard and be the bearded lady. <laughs> we'll we'll all just die the first go around. Well, she gets to live. You don't die from growing a beard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. What were some old? What were some other old timey like acts back then in like carnivals? There would be like uh, there was always something with like elephants. Or am I getting that mixed up with something else? Um, you know, like. Aren't elephants always a part of carnivals in some way? They do yeah, like tricks. They yeah. like balance yeah. 18 elephants and what? Uh, okay, no. Have I told you all about my circus There's scare? Like, circus. When I, was I, a kid? Was thinking of a circus. I went to a circus in Pineville when I was a kid, when I was really young, because I wanted to ride the elephant. And it was like after the show, you could do little elephant rides around the park. And a fight broke out and scared the elephants, and like the, uh, it, chaos ensued. Oh, shit. These dudes. Was there got, a stampede? Not exactly, but these do one of the elephants did run out. I don't know what happened when it got out, but the other two just like started screaming in there, and it was just like deafening. Wow. It was fucking nuts. 
<clears throat> or they were like blowing out their noses or whatever the fuck. I was really little, but my mom took me, and these guys right up behind us got in a fucking fist fight in the stands <gasps> in a literal tent. Damn, that's badass. And they were like rolling down. That's a fucking uh, elephant, like stepping on people, <laughs> killing all these. That's it one could of have, that, that they could have stormed people. <laughs> that easily. is one of those things like a Renaissance painting, <laughs> just the image that you just per- described: men fighting and the bow, bow, bow. <laughs> elephants tumbling around. Storming. <laughs> <laughs> but I was big you, enough to walk. I was like four or five, maybe six, and my mom picked me up. I was like a chubby kid, obviously. I I was not often picked up, and my mom picked me up and like stormed out of the circus with me. I remember just being like, "What the fuck? I want to ride the elephant." She was like, "Uh, uh-uh, not today." Elephants are fucked. I mean, carnival or circuses are fucked yeah, up. Cir- yeah. Circuses are fucked. Um, we got well. No, it's a carnival. All right. <laughs> You what you like the carnivals in town? The carnival to the circus is the carnival like um like what we got going on over here now? It's like I, these sketchy do, ass rides. I do love <laughs> to re- to catch up with the carnies. So I actually I was actually going to say that is that a derogatory term? Can you talk? Can you say carny? Oh, I, it's just short for carnival. Shit, I don't know. Um, <laughs> my uncle Don, my uncle Don, I can actually answer this one. My uncle Don was a carny, and they don't take offense to it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but my uncle Don has also got a great story about being in the carnival. He was also uh, a member of the Pagans Motorcycle Club. Oh hell it's yeah! Like the Pagans were like some bad dudes. They still are some kind of bad dudes. And he said in those days, before they were the Pagans, they were called the Cherokee Indians. <laughs> Did they someone make them change their logo? Well, no, 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 no. They were. <laughs> yeah, the, the Pagans Motorcycle Club was so woke, like. That won't do, man. <laughs> we're gonna. Ch- we're. You're right. This is terrible. But uh, the basically, they started as the Cherokee Indians and they dissolved into the Pagans because they like the Pagans were the bigger club and they like would dissolve all these smaller clubs. Uh-huh. But to get into the Cherokee Indians, which you know paved the way to join the Pagans, a quasi criminal organization, <laughs> you had to stand in the operator's box. On the uh, not the tilt whirl, what's the one that spins around like real crazy? Um, the scrambler. Scramble. Scramble. You had to stand in the operating box with the scramble operating and jump into one of the booths. <gasps> and he said he did, and it smacked him and broke his ribs and his jaw. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! But he said the the club anyway was pretty pathetic in those days because he said it's basically seven carnies sharing a forty seven pan head, <laughs> like taking turns riding it. <laughs> I want to be part of that. I talked to one of them today. Um, she was walking into the back of the library at the same time that I was, and um, and I was like, oh, "How's it going?" She's like, "Well, I'm tired." Um, and she goes, "I just love the carnival. Um, it's the happiest time in the world, but you're miserable." <laughs> That's what she told me. Oh my god! I was just like, "Wow!" It's. I bet it'd be like going on tour in a rock wow. and roll band, except the tour never ended. Was right. that totally unprovoked? Were y'all in conversation, or that was just her? Like, "Hey, guy, I love the carnival." No, I was just. I was. She was like, "I'm." She goes, "I'm tired," and I said, "Yeah, it's hot out." And she goes, "Oh, well, you know, just working over at the carnival. I love the carnival. It's the happiest time in the world, but you're miserable." <laughs> Oh my god! Woo. Do the, the carnies have a union? Like, is there like a union for amusement workers? We should organize the fucking. Let's carnies. organize the carnies. They're probably the least unionized. <laughs> unless unless the they're workers. the dark carnival, they're very organized right now. God. Juggalos. Is there a is there a opposite of a dark carnival? Well, dark carnivals like uh, right. I know the icy juggalos. You know, right? Yeah. Remember when you said? Why that you look at me like I'm a goddamn juggalo expert? I was just, I was just because you acted like you were a tr- juggalo, juggalo expert <laughs> on that one episode. A <laughs> I tried to convince you that hatchet men were terrible. Turns out you were right about their class analysis, but that does not change the fact that they are literal rapists. They sing about rape. That's not the same thing Artistic as a literal license, rapist. Tanya. I'm not going to go so Artistic far as to defend that, but I will say that talking about rape is not the same thing as being a literal rapist. Being a literal rapist means being a literal rapist. But I see your point, because to some fragile minds, that may be... Um, you're right. You're right. It could ICP be, does have a lot of rape lyrics. I don't know. I've never listened to their lyrics. 
cool guy over here. Never <laughs> listen to Nicey Fair. He claimed this on the last episode, too. I'm starting to doubt it. So that I don't listen to their um, yeah, that lyrics? You, that you didn't have a Juggalo phase. Um, a friend, a mutual friend of ours admitted one time she went to a Juggalo show in face paint. The oh, uh, the gathering of the Juggalos? No, a show. That's the big, that's the... The big show is the gathering of the. We should go to the gathering of the Juggalos next year. Why? The, the, why are we back on this? On site. Why would we do that? It would be so fucking baller. No, it wouldn't. I'm not going. Y'all have fun. <laughs> Let me tell. I'll, I'll <laughs> knock yourselves. I'm going to go ahead and confess something. To you. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I was a teenage Juggalo. <laughs> In call like, that. I went. I went corning. Which, for the uninitiated, in some regions they caught Devil's Night, but where you go play pranks, right? I went corning one night in full shaggy two dope face paint. <laughs> I, I wasn't a teenager; I was like twelve or eleven. But that's their target audience. They they like they like to um, play it off like. They're all because they're like old men at this point. Yeah, they're, they're in their like, fucking forties, but their audience are twelve-year-olds. I'd say their audience is pretty wide age range. I've seen like forty-year-old juggalos. I've. I know, me too. When, <laughs> when do you age out of juggalos? I don't think you do. Oh, oh God, that's a slippery this slope. What's Even the oldest juggalo? Themselves are probably in their fifties. What's the oldest juggalo? <laughs> like you know how like Beyonce is the oldest millennial. Oh, yeah, 34, yeah, yeah. 35. You've heard this? Like, no. like the oldest millennials, Beyonce. Chuckles are timeless. <laughs> Chuckles are timeless. I mean, Mark Twain could have been a juggler. I thought we determined <laughs> that Jesus was the oldest millennial. Jesus was a juggler. <laughs> yeah, it's true, I guess. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Revisionist history. Okay. What historical <laughs> figures would have most likely have been juggalos? Oh, fuck. Augustus Caesar. Definitely Caesar was juggalo. definitely a juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, E2 Brute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just bleeding out. <laughs> oh. I'm trying to think. We were talking about historical figures this weekend. Um... Oh wow! What do you think ICP's getting for a show right now? I bet it's fucking unreal. I bet it's a lot. Yeah, uh, I bet it's like Beyonce. Six figures. Well, what came of their clash with the Nazis or whatever the fuck they were hopping? <laughs> I don't know. I was at Bristol Rhythm and Roots and I haven't. Oh, had... was it this weekend? Wasn't it? I, I think it no was. Idea. I don't know. I haven't had Twitter for a week now. It's pretty nice. Oh yeah, how's that going? It's, it's been pretty badass. But all that to say, it's been interesting because. I've had to find a new way to get news. You know, I didn't know about... For example, I had no idea that shit was going on in Georgia Tech and St. Louis and all this. I had no idea. Because you weren't on Twitter? Because I wasn't on Twitter. It was pretty crazy. And then, I, you know, then I was like, maybe I'll get some push alerts. <laughs> some push alerts? Y'all ever got some push alerts? Some push notifications? I always decline them. Well, if you don't have Twitter... I you have I, to get them. I guess so. I guess that's the only way I know. What are your news, news sources? Like, I don't know how to set that Washington up. Washington Post. <laughs> yeah. Infowars and <laughs> Washington Post. <laughs> Just the, the Juggalo Report. Yeah. Um, back to Rhythm and Roots, though. Uh, Tom saw me still uh, still Texas Valor. Tom, oh, God Tom, damn, this was so good. Tom witnessed me in real time still Texas Valor. Oh, you told me he about He pulled this. out his Texas driver's license and showed it to the guy at the beer guard. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, oh, man. Texas, you weren't in one of the places affected, were you? And Terrence goes, no, nah, I'm from Lubbock. <laughs> Which is where you were born and right. spent a little time. But right. <laughs> Well, Tom, it was funny. It was funny because like I got the sympathy without having actually. What, what I told him would have been funny is if he would have just like kind of like looked real forlorn and just like. Looked off into the distance. Lost a lot of good people down there. Oh, God, that's terrible. Or just said. I don't want to talk about it. Just looked off into the distance like... Or just didn't answer. Just didn't answer. Hey, there's some places I can't go, man. Oh, my God. What's the greatest amount of rain you've ever received in 24 hours? Yeah, pal. (laughs) Top 54 inches. (laughs) Oh, my God. Maybe maybe that's too soon. (laughs) I'm sure of it. Oh. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. All right. There were some other things that I needed to uh, get off my chest about the weekend. Let's see. We covered the Thrillbillies. We covered Stealing Texas Valor. 
um, tell me a little bit about your experiences. You got any good? You got any good stories like that? I had a very whimsical weekend. I walked around a lot and did a lot of people watching. Yeah, got- I did too. I, we, I, I was with a uh, girl gang the whole time. Oh yeah, we were like running deep. And we had a very odd, long conversation about neck tattoos because we saw a few. Oh, yeah? What, did you come into come to any profound conclusions about Well, them? we were kind of split. The group was split about how sexy they were. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it... That's where this went quickly. So. Okay. What was, the, what was the consensus? Yeah, what was the consensus? Actually, uh, just what was my girlfriend's take on that? <laughs> I know who I gotta start side eyeing. <laughs> Maybe you should get a neck tattoo. Uh, Let's see, well, if, see you're looking at <laughs> and with lust in her eyes. Oh God, I hope not. Um, there was no consensus. Turns out we were we were split on it. But uh, okay, some people thought it was really hot. Um, Seems mine, like it would depend a little bit about where and what it was. And the the whole rest of the package. I mean, you can't just <laughs> zoom in on a neck tattoo and be like, hey, hey. <laughs> like, it was, anyway. That could be someone's oh, fetish. Think, oh, you think, oh, man, that's kind of hot and you get up close and it's a hatchet, the- man. But we, we kind of <laughs> ended up spiraling into, like, what does it indicate about a person? And maybe what does it indicate about their sexual prowess? Because... This is where every conversation I have goes, actually. Hmm. To, to me, it says uh, either independently wealthy <laughs> or... That's, that's what, yeah, most of us like, how do you work? Like, well, you never work. You're either a tattoo artist. Or somebody that... Or you don't work again. Yeah, yeah, you're either a tattoo artist, you're independently wealthy, uh, or you uh, don't know how to balance a checkbook. What? Uh, or <laughs> that's a really possibly live with your. Okay, but what does it say about how you like to fuck? Uh, sh- no, showing your ass too much, you're comp- overcompensating. Does any? Uh. D- um. Yeah, I don't know. I can't make any indictments on that. I've never. I can't slept, make slept any indictments on the neck tattoo community. Probably for the best. I wanted to ask, what? How do you get independently wealthy? How does one get that? We I mean, like, have be born into this. it. You're born or, into it. All wealth is generational. Or be like a like an entertainer. What about if you? I feel like I, you know, like IT guys can have neck tattoos. You know what I mean? Like software engineers. Oh, like you think Silicon Valley is full of neck tattoos? Maybe not those, but like maybe the more like rougher edge of that crowd, like you know. Mm. I do hacking sometimes, and I also fix computers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like if you you're know, like a Ukrainian hacker, you could probably pull off a neck tattoo. Yeah, um, and like big gauge earrings, like large gauge earrings. Like I feel like I see those guys fixing computers a lot of times, <laughs> <laughs> and I've always been like, oh, yeah. that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I've dated a couple. Yeah, it's a very it's a skill not a lot of people have. Therefore, you can kind of be your own boss, unless you got to work for the Geek Squad. Mm, yeah, Which, wear a tie. fate worse than death. Then you can't wear it. Then you can't. You got to cover up the neck tattoo. Well, we kind of wandered into the territory of wondering if, like, enjoying pain around your neck means that you like to be choked. <clears throat> interesting. Interesting. Dur- uh, maybe you're trying to project that you like you like autoerotic and <laughs> asphyxi- yeah asphyxiation. Asphyxiation. Choking, a lot like tattoos, has found its way into the mainstream, though. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, like you were saying. It's hard not to be that outlandish. Yeah, no, it's like you were saying. No, it's hard it's to be a freak not. these days. It's hard to be a freak these days. Yeah. It's like the tattoo thing. It used to be the case that like only real degenerate sociopaths and outcasts <laughs> got tattoos. Now I feel right. like you kind of have to have one to right. Yeah, like your your uncle's cherries on his arm. You like knew that meant something. I do, I have an uncle with cherries tattooed on his arm. The aforementioned uncle Don's got a naked woman right here, and it says "pussy." Under, oh but, wow! But he puts a bandaid. He got saved. He puts a bandaid over it when he comes every to day. Yeah, I swear. Oh, you look at his forearm. It's cut. That's cool. <laughs> but wow. it was like it was like you know one of those like guitar string like tattoos he got like in Detroit. And oh, yeah, that's yeah. brutal. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's got all kinds though. It's a guitar string tattoo. My God. He's got like his knuckles are all tatted up with shit. Um, I guess he just never thought he was gonna be a thing but a factory worker in Detroit. Turns oh, out. Another thing you can do with tattoos? Yeah. Neck tattoos. Well, back in the day when they had factory jobs. <laughs> back when that was a thing. <laughs> and I didn't mean that like all he was going to be was a factory worker. I just mean that's a job where you could have tattoos. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Right, right, right. A mechanic. 
a mechanic. Like, like a lot of manual labor shit you can. You can get away with it. Right, right, right. Totally. I feel like they get bitchy about working with the public, though. Boss, yeah. Bosses are bitchy. Like being um, customer service of any kind. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like, oh, you could do a telemarketer. You could be like, a, you work at a call center. Mm-hmm. You could work on a podcast. Work on a podcast. <laughs> Go into radio. Go into radio. <laughs> Turns out there's all kinds of things you could do with an egg yeah. tattoo. Well, and in 2017, you can about do anything. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. You know, run for president. No, there will be a neck tattoo president at some time. <laughs> I'm going to write that dystopian. <laughs> if, if there hasn't already. A minute ago, you said um, to be, have a neck tattoo, you have to be like independently wealthy. Um, or... Maybe they just have a hard time balancing their checkbook. And I was thinking about no, that. No, I mean, like, you know, just like kind of uh, irresponsible person. Right. Well. We are throwing so much shade. No. That's not, I, I don't mean that. Like, if you want to get a neck tattoo, get a fucking neck tattoo. I don't no, no, no. Like, <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere with that at all. What I was going to segue into is when I was a kid, balancing the checkbook was like a fucking traumatic event. Like, every time it happened, my parents got in a huge fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that. You knew it was coming. Back oh, wow. in the day, balancing checkbooks was a fucking affair for like a lot of families. But now, this is one of those instances where technology has actually helped us a little bit. Now yeah. it's all on the fucking computer. You don't have to balance your checkbook anymore. Yeah. They take a photo of your check when you put it in. You know, and you don't have to. I bet that cut down on a lot of fights. <laughs> Yeah, financial technology. It made a lot of people rich. <laughs> and really, and really, all it did was give banks an excuse to close their brick and mortar. So right, yeah. right, you know, right. I'm sorry. Um, well, what about you, Tom? Do you have any stories from the Bristol Rhythm and Roots? Not other than our little side bed of the guy that I told you was not, in fact, a teenager, but a traveling musician. Yes, yes, yes. Let's, let's hear. I served you. On let's that hear one. all about that, it. We'll just say that I, I served. I was first. owned. I don't have a political science degree. I was, in fact, very owned <laughs> this weekend. This I used to, I used to. Well, for people listening, I used to manage a uh, rock and roll slash bar venue uh, gathering space, whatever, whatever. And which is now sitting, which right is now sitting, which you could buy for the low cost of thirteen thousand dollars if you want to move to Whitesburg, Kentucky, and open a bar. <laughs> <laughs> If we can raise it on our Patreon, we will take it over and call it Trillbillies. That's the thrill. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, let's do it. This is for Terrence's birthday. He's donating his birthday to the cause. We need thirteen thousand dollars to open a bar. Okay. To open Trillbillies in downtown Whitesburg. <laughs> a co-op model. Uh, what are we gonna serve? Hot takes. Oh yeah. We're gonna Cold s- beer, hot takes. We <laughs> 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 have like the Dairy Queen sign. Yeah. Equal smut and empowerment yeah. here. And honky tonk neon lights. God damn, I would like to have a honky tonk. Um, anyway, anyway, I hope I wish y'all could see Tom staring off into the distance. <laughs> I'd love to have a. Honky he was just staring <laughs> into a light bulb just then. <laughs> God. Anyway, chasing that neon flame. Uh, there's this kid that played in the, a band out of Bristol, Tennessee, called Bluestone. And God damn, this was four years ago, and he was young then. And he was busking at Bristol Rhythm and Roots. I said, hey, that's the kid from... <gasps> was this the blonde kid y'all Looks stopped like and talked to? Looks like he had a to? helmet, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, he had the bow cut. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> little does everybody know that kid has opened for a veritable who's who of 80s hair metal bands. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you recognized him I rec- on the I recognized him, but wow. Terrence was like, dude, that kid's in middle school. <laughs> I was like, he's not going to come out tonight. He's got homework to do. (laughs) And I was like, well, we kept, you know, I didn't want to fuck his program up because he kept having people, like, you know, file around him and, like, listen to him play. So, just fortuitously, on our way out of there, he's there busking by himself, picking, and nobody's around there. It was Providence. It was Providential. I said, Terrence, Terrence got a crisp $1 bill out of his pocket and goes, go stick that in his hat. Let's see what it says. (laughs) I said, I'm your huckleberry. I walk up to him. I said, uh, hey, man, I hate to bother you, but I had a question for you. We kind of got a little bet going here. <laughs> you told him? Yeah. I said, yeah, did, you did. Ever, did you ever play in a band called Bluestone? He goes, yeah. Man, how'd you? And wow. I was like, yeah, I remember y'all played in Wattsburg. I knocked them both out and then ran. <laughs> he ran with his busking money. <laughs> Grabbed the money. Made out with nine bucks and nickels. 
I will not be owned. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So that was like um, the highlight of my weekend. Other than see you and Ray Wiley Hubbard still have it. Yeah. And he still has oh, it. Um, I saw y'all. Y'all like were bringing up the rear talking to that guy. I was like, I don't know. They've went out. They've we've lost them. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they approaching that 12-year-old? <laughs> he could be a huge fan of the show. Um, so if you're out there, you look great for your age. We're you not saying this fantastic. disparagingly. No. You look, yeah. You look great for your age. Yeah, 20 going on 13. Yeah. You missed it on the ride up because you weren't in the uh, van on the come up, but uh, I told Tom about the porn I wrote. Oh, yeah? About, let's, oh, uh, let's hear it. Theodore Truman. This is this is Theodore very Truman. Very much very much my shit. Who the fuck was I mean, Theodore Truman? <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Theodore. Teddy Truman. Theodore Truman. <laughs> <laughs> 23rd president of the United States. Theodore Truman. Oh god damn. <laughs> William Howard McKinley. That's what I couldn't remember. I was like, I know everything there's snow about TR. Dropped a big uh, <laughs> orangey taff. They didn't even have bombs when Teddy Roosevelt was president. What would they have dropped on a city? <laughs> a bunch of grass. Everybody got allergies. <laughs> it's biological warfare. Yeah. Oh, grass bomb. <laughs> Dropping pollen. Dropping pollen. God, that Roosevelt, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Theodore. <laughs> What's so funny about that is like nobody calls Teddy Roosevelt Theodore. Oh, no, I was trying yeah, to be yeah. proper. That's why I fucked it up. Is the porn about? Is the porn about God Teddy Roosevelt's it. Rough Riders? Is it called Rough Riders? Sorta. Okay. No, it's called T R Titty Roosevelt because it's a woman. <laughs> okay, you've got me interested. I'm Re- hooked. Revisionist history. <laughs> I'm hooked. But y'all have given me the goddamn hiccups. So, okay. So, uh, I couldn't remember the name of the president right before T.R., who, because uh, T.R. became president McKinley, because McKinley right? was uh, shot, right? The or second died. time, right? Yeah. Is that right? Tell no, the first the story, time. Huh? Yeah. I no, I don't know. McKinley young. was killed by an anarchist. I remember that. that. That's okay, yeah. But I don't think, I don't think that Teddy Roosevelt was, I don't remember, but anyways, go ahead. So, um, Details. you know, the the true history is that T.R., um, he he was an avid outdoorsman. He hiked all the time. He actually co-founded Sierra Club with John Muir, uh-huh. little known fact. Right. That uh, Tom just told me. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's my employee. And so T.R. There's a dark side to that. I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Titty <laughs> becomes the country's first female president. Okay. When McKinley is shot, and um, as T.R. was indeed during this time, he was up in the mountains somewhere, uh-huh. um, hiking when this happened. So and him so, and John Muir might be having like a, you know, kind of a Jack Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and so kind of uh, the on. Secret Service have to hike deep into the bush. Wish I could quit you, T.R. <laughs> go, go. I'm sorry. We could have had a real fucking good thing together. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. Says, I'm supposed to survive a few high altitude fucks every now and then. <laughs> I've memorized that scene. I love that shit. It's such a good movie. Anyways. Anyways, Teddy was in the mountains when he found out that McKinley. Titty. 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 I'm sorry. Titty. T-R- titty Roosevelt. Titty is deep in the bush when McKinley is shot. And Secret Service have to hike for days to find her to swear her in as president. Okay. So the country is very vulnerable in this time. Okay. No presidential leadership until they can find Titty in the woods. And so the, the opening scene, uh, or I don't know, probably not the opening scene. Who knows? But uh, I didn't uh, properly, uh, what's it called when you... Script it out and... Uh, uh, it's... Uh, Get a skeleton outline of a yeah. They call it something where you like have pictures. Storyboard. Storyboard. It. Didn't get the storyboard from finished. my days on the TV. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so the Secret Service are just dropping like flies, you know. <laughs> yeah. As they get there, right. but one lonely man makes it all uh-huh. the way to Titty, 
And he finally said, and she's like, what the hell are you doing out here? <laughs> he said, <Whoa. laughs> ma'am, I, have to, I regret to inform you that McKinley has been shot, <clears throat> and I need to swear you in as president of the United States. You uh-huh. need to come back for a proper ceremony. Uh-huh. And she's like, you know, she has her feelings there real quick. There's a lot to take in. She had her whole evening planned of... Except she but was bear the president or whatever. Right. McKinley. Whatever. <laughs> like but her whatever. second go around. Back then, in there, she was like, here, here, ma'am, here's the nuclear football. But back then, they didn't have football, so it was like a badminton. <laughs> here's the nuclear badminton, ma'am. <laughs> so anyway, long story short. Did <laughs> Teddy play for Harvard's football team? <laughs> he probably had football. <laughs> Teddy? Yeah. Yeah, you're anyway, right. Anyway, long story Shit. short. Tinny. She delivers, you know, after she gathers herself, she delivers some one-liner yet to be determined, asking the man if he'd ever fucked a president. <laughs> Hard, dirty turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, then, I've been you know. out in this bush for days. You trying to get in some bush for a few minutes? <laughs> hey there, boy. So they start going at it in the, in the bush. You'll ever fuck a president? Hey there, little boy. <laughs> I don't know how people talk. I don't know. I, I can do the talkie. She like showed her ex and say, want to have a go? Yeah. <laughs> but let me break down the rest of it. Um, so, you know, I mean, it, it writes itself, honestly. You got the Rough Riders. Yeah. You got the Bull Moose Party. Yeah. TR what is the... Is, He's probably walk softly he, and carry a big walk stick. Walk softly and carry a big <laughs> stick. He had a, a fucking... Okay. She. Uh, don't, don't misgender titty. Yeah, don't misgender titty. Had literally uh, teddy bears named after this person, like mm-hmm. you know, pop culture icon. So rapper, the rapper two chains, TR is a teddy boy. Two. Yeah, yeah. Tr is a pop culture icon, and then even the teddy. The te- oh really? yeah, the, like, the clothing item. Really? Probably not actually named after Tr, uh, but it is called teddy. Really ruined that for me. The hot teddy. Anyway, the hot teddy. It's like a hot toddy. Uh, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I figured once I got uh, that out, it'd ride itself between Rough Riders and carrying a big stick. Yeah, that's cool. The buck stops here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Come on. You're right. I'm with you. I'm with you on this. Okay. Um, There's a great story out of Letcher County about the jailer of, of our county, our former jailer from the 1890s, that swore up and down that he was uh, part of uh, the Rough Riders. Which the Rough Riders was basically like the 1886 Harvard football team and like some Pawnee scouts from like Montana and the Badlands that like killed natives. <laughs> really? Yeah. But like somehow this guy who was the jailer of our county at that time said he stormed San Juan Hill with Teddy Roosevelt. It said as they ascended. You mean Theodore Truman? Says they as they ascended. Teddy Truman. <laughs> that Teddy Truman looked over at Fess Whitaker, it was the guy's name, and said, Fess. Said, you know. When we finish here, and we we're victorious, I'm gonna run for president. And you know what, Whitaker, I'm gonna put you on my cabinet. And Fess famously turned to him and said, "No thanks, Teddy, but I just want to be the jailer of Letcher County." <laughs> they ate that shit up. They ate that shit up. But he what's, told this on the campaign on the campaign on the campaign trail, trail. But what's crazier is that oh when Fess died. The New York Times ran his obituary and referred to him as figure in Kentucky and friend of Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> Fess Whitaker died in a car wreck today. And like this was like two weeks after he ran from Congress, and he lost by like six votes or something, like very narrow margin. Damn. So the jailer of Letcher County was almost a U.S. congressman because of his like fabricated relationship. Like You couldn't fact check that in those days. I guess you could... Yeah, back then you could be whatever you wanted to be, really. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah. no Facebook trail to prove otherwise. You're right, right, yeah, right. No. So, in That's... fairness to Fess, though, his claims were never debunked. Yeah, Fess, w- Fess <laughs> is like a... He's like our Zelig type of character, you know, who's like been everywhere at every moment in history. Like <laughs> Forrest Gump. Yeah, like Forrest <laughs> yeah, Gump. Fess yeah. is like Forrest Gump. Yeah. Worldwide West for you sports fans. Right, right. Wow. Titty... Titty Roosevelt. Titty Roosevelt. We could do it. We could we could send this to Bollywood. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Bollywood or whatever. <laughs> That's where they make We're going to make this in India. <laughs> That's where they make porn. <laughs> this, this movie's going to be a huge, massive hit in, in Mumbai. <laughs> They'll yeah, understand we'll none of the references. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll shoot it on one of those man-made islands and do that. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt was like Adolf Hitler. Uh, he was a eugenicist. He did believe in white man's oh, what did he burden. <laughs> well, see, the, the reason I know all these stupid details about TR is that one of my college professors was obsessed with him. And, like, it, it is one of my mandatory history classes, half of it was about TR. Like, it's all in we an studied. idolizing kind of way or just that was, like, his research area? I don't know. What's the difference? I mean, like, you have people that could, like, was he at least balanced? Well, I mean, like, like, Nazis don't, like, the people who study Hitler aren't. Solely Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> like there are okay, intellectuals who study. Uh, no, I don't remember him ever saying anything bad about TR. That's problematic, then probably. Because I don't remember. I mean, maybe I only remember the good stuff. But. There was like a speech he gave to the Naval War College in like 1898 or something like that. That if you now re- you're a history. Yeah, major. I, I like how I couldn't I remember like McKinley. Right but it's yeah, like, well, not 1898, the Naval War College. I'm really bad. Go. I'm really bad at dates. I'm really bad at things. A like, little known seaman named <laughs> Frederick Wilson. <laughs> you know that my mind only works with ideas. It doesn't work with hard numbers and shit like that. Anyways, I just remember the speech because I remember reading it and thinking, like, Adolf Hitler could have given the speech. It's all oh, about, wow. like, creating, like, a uh, living room, Lebensraum for, like, the white man. Well, maybe the the grand finale of Titty Roosevelt will be Antifa taking her out or something. Jo- John Muir should, I think, for it to well, be poetic and makes, like, coherent narrative sense, John Muir should be the one who assassinates Titty Roosevelt because he got jealous. Because Titty Roosevelt... Um, while running for her second term, like went on, on a tour around the country, and um, no, it's during her term f- with the Bull Moose Party. Yeah, with the Bull Moose Party, and it was just an orgy, uh, all like everywhere they went, all around the country. And John Muir got incredibly envious. And John, John Muir <laughs> was like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm idiot. <laughs> She tries to make a pass at Teddy, and she like rebuffs him, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so stupid." And then like eventually, like is the one that like shot him, but like right. you know, like he had the Bible in his pocket or something. And oh stopped yeah, it. it stopped it. But that was like John Muir. Right, right. Yeah, I thought I like that. I like that. Yeah, I think we got a concept here. You could do several series. Uh, several. This could be one in, in a a TR series. A series, like or a presidential series. Yeah. Yeah, or a presidential series. Sort of like how they did the John Adams thing with Paul Giamatti. We should do one with someone playing Titty Roosevelt. Who would be cast as Titty Roosevelt? You have any Hillary good... Clinton. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> wow. And she could say this was the role I was born to play. <laughs> She's going to need a job. <laughs> she needs to get back to work. Oh, uh, shit. Fucking so, lay about. Um... Well, that's a good question. I'm going to stew on it. That's, yeah, I'll let you stew on it. I'd lean toward Julia Roberts, but... Meryl um, Streep could pull it off. I don't She'd know. pull everything uh, off, though. Meryl Streep, yeah. Well, uh, how much time we had over there, T? We are at one hour exactly in 32 seconds. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap up a little bit on the old Bristol Rhythm and Roots. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? At last night, I was being a little cranky about it, um, but um, I don't. What were you being cranky about? <laughs> no, there's no... Nah, let's just... This isn't a good bit. We'll move on. Not a good bit. Let's wrap up the Bristol Rhythm and Roots. Any last words? Time. It was very white, but... Uh... Yeah. But I like. But uh, that's what I'm most comfortable in. <laughs> I like a festival. I like an intergenerational festival because I went to Forecastle and I felt like a fucking mammal, and everyone was tiny with like festy clothes on. But this was just a regular ass. Yeah. There was some fun fashion. I, lo- I like festival fashion normally. A lot of honky tonk festival fashion. A lot of life is good shirts. I didn't notice all of those. I was zoomed in on the rompers. And I, the cowboy boots. I I tell you what, the one good thing about having like a lot of the old heads there was that the festy hippies were pretty limited. Yeah, yeah, like, that's you know true. the shitty like white dreadlocked hula hoopers. Yeah. I saw one actually during Lily May's thing. Yeah, I saw one who I saw one hula and, hooper. And Amethyst, Amethyst said, yeah, and Amethyst said there was, was a hula hooper there, s- which is so weird because it's like. 
like she was just blissfully unaware of her appropriation and her she was just so wavy gravy man <laughs> wavy gravy <laughs> amethyst played two amazing sets she's just a gift to us all um <clears throat> but uh yeah i saw one hula hooper and there were two dudes with like a lot of hair one of them was dreadlocks that were wearing poly like like vintage polyester suits and they looked oh, yeah, crazy I saw, I saw it was so guys. hot outside I saw those guys. and so our friend that i was standing with she said well that guy arrived here in a time machine <laughs> 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 but he just looked he had to be sweating profusely it was so hot yeah I, um, one of my favorite parts, I don't really go to a whole lot of music festivals. I don't really go to a lot of stuff like that in general, but one of my favorite things about those scenarios is people watching and not just that, but like the snippets of conversation you hear, like me and Tom and Alex were standing in line for ice cream on, I think the first night and this uh, girl and her boyfriend walks by and she goes, and that's just how I was raised. <laughs> and me and Tom and Alex just looked at each other and just lost it. It is crazy. I heard a couple. He was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Wow. I heard a couple in a food line talking about moving to Bristol. They were like, and the guy was trying to sell it to the girl. And he was like, we could get a little apartment, keep our flat. I swear to God. And I was like, are these people stoned? And finally, and she was like, I don't want to be here that much of the year. I mean, it was ridiculous. Keep our flat. Were they British? I, Should we no, keep our flat? That's what he keep said. Should we keep our bloody flat? You sitting here on your Jack Johnson when we could <laughs> be moving to Bristol. That was a good character I had over the weekend, like a Cockney GPS. You're going to a Cockney GPS millennial. You turn, you're going to want to go up the road oh, and just turn around. <laughs> Go like four five miles. <laughs> That's the most annoying voice in the world. Anyway, we were standing in line for tacos, and then finally she broke that conversation by to say, "I just think this is too greasy. It's gonna hurt my stomach. Let's go." And she just stormed off, <laughs> and left me standing in the grease line like, "Damn, okay, well, don't I, care." Human, <laughs> uh, me and Human were walking by one of the food trucks. And this, and we overheard this one guy go just a snippet of conversation. This guy goes, "How much can one noodle cost?" I mean, really? And that's all we heard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? <clears throat> oh I heard a lot God. of good shit like that. There was a funny thing. Uh, did you all at the Tyler Childers the private show? I uh, would we, we didn't get in. I know, we I know. You all were on the outside looking in, but what was funny was that old fucker that just left his wife behind. I'm a, I'm a one. Oh, I'm a single. Shit, no way. Did you not see this? I wasn't. I didn't even show up. This because shit was, I was like, hilarious, they, Tanya. Somebody texted me and said we couldn't get in, so I went to something else. So we were standing in line, and this old couple was standing behind us, and it was already packed. And one of the ushers came out and said, "We have." Seat, we have room for one more. We have a uh, seat for one more. And he fucking beelined, cut in front of all of us, and Hootman lost it. Hootman was like, hey, buddy. Hootman did the hey, buddy voice. Hey, buddy, get the back mid, The Midwestern hey, dad voice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And was, hey, guy. Hey, guy. Yeah, it was like <laughs> trying to get him to come back. And he, this guy was not listening. He was on a fucking mission. And he was back, back in the line. His wife, his, poor wife, he, came to the door and was trying to get him back. <gasps> he bailed on his wife. And, she, and, and so eventually he just got so far ahead that she just let him go. And she turned back to all of us and she goes, I'm so sorry. I'm... I'm so sorry. Oh my god! <laughs> it was like it was literally it like was the most like, inhumane. You see, like these grown men at baseball games that like take foul balls from kids. Like you know, the kids got the glove, and a grown man dives over four people to steal. It. That's what it was like. Yeah. I yeah. look back at that guy. I was like, buddy, and he knew he did wrong because he just kind of put his head down. It's so embarrassed that he like cut line in front of like oh, yeah. a, a literal baby and four like women to fucking see. Yeah, He's it was crying. what was funnier was his wife, like her just total embarrassment. She was just <laughs> so absolutely ashamed. He didn't only leave her without a seat; he left her to pay for all of his embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. She had to stand there and take all of it for him. Yeah, yeah. God, I hope he gets divorce papers. <laughs> God. What a fuck. Probably not. She's like, that's just who he is. <laughs> 30 years strong. <laughs> 30 years strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's He's just so great. passionate. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> that's, women are always making excuses for their sorry-ass men. I, I swear. Don't do it, ladies. <laughs> don't do it. Do not take a bullet for these motherfuckers. That ain't worth it. Damn. Wow. Uh, that's good shit. Really good shit. Yeah. So now tell us, uh, where are you going to donate your birthday? 
What cause you donate your birthday to? Uh, Humane Society. Um, I'm saying that because I've got a literal adopted kitten in my house right now. Uh, They SPCA. Spay and neuter your pets, folks. I'm going to be the new Bob Barker about this cause. One of my favorite tweets of all time was Little B said that he was the first rapper to adopt a cat straight from the ASPCA. (laughs) (laughs) He probably was. Tom, tell tell us the story you told me right before we came in here. About what? Which one? About lunch. Oh, yeah. When I pulled up to get you and there's like three like rough asses in like big dually trucks behind us. And yeah. <laughs> Terrence comes out of the office holding a, a kitten wrapped in swaddling clothing with a little baby bottle feeding it, feeding it cat form. Yeah, they were honk- beeping, honking at us, cussing us. But the funny part is that they weren't beeping too loud. Like they were just doing little it's nudges like little, on their Like a little like love beep, tap. Beep. Yeah, like, hey, just come like, on. Hey, buddy. That's a cute fucking cat, but God damn it, I got places I gotta be. <laughs> Your cat is fucking adorable. <laughs> they, were rolling, they were rolling coal back there, but just gently, just a little bit. <laughs> just a, just a, <laughs> cute cat, bro. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that's uh, probably a good... That brings us back full circle. So uh, why don't we uh, put a cap on this one and... Um, Spay and neuter your your cats uh, and your pets, everybody, and we'll see you next week. And donate to our Patreon page in honor of Terrence's birthday. Um, that feels pretty cheap. I mean, that yeah, definitely won't say no, but if you want to send me a personalized birthday card with like $500 inside of it, that would be tight too. Yeah. Or you could put it on Patreon and he'll share it with us. <laughs> I don't Wait, know. Wait, is this your 30th? No, that is my 30th it birthday. It is your 30th. God damn, it's... that's right. Because last year I bought 28, two, a two and an eight for your birthday cake and oh, then realized yeah. it was nine and we had to like uh, improvise. We should, we should I don't think do I knew this. that until just now. If we, st- yeah. if we still have, <laughs> I, a sh- a, I still have that eight. If we still have <laughs> a show <laughs> next year, which wait, when your birthday's July sixteenth, August September. <sighs> the gates of heaven have opened. You two listen. Yeah. You remember the factoid <laughs> about my life? Oh no, I know your birthday. I know everything about your life. Um, I edit you once a week. I, I know. know this weekend I was like, you never listen to me. And you, 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 if, I listen to you too much. Man. If we have a show, if we have a show next year, we should give like that month's Patreon to the birthday person. Oh, that's, you know, like uh, you get July's, I'll get August, you get September. But, but get here's the, here's the fucked up thing about that is that at any point in time it could be more or less. You know, I know I was. We, I, are, we had Patreon in July. We had Patreon in August. That's the game we played. Actually, this sounds great. Let's do it. Um, but then we'll abandon it at the end of this year because it's unfair. <laughs> Let's do it for this month. <laughs> so donate to us, everybody. Thanks. We'll see you next week.